All right, guys. Hey, hey, hey. This is your fabulous co-hostess for the week, Miss Camille Toe, and my fabulous co-hostess, Miss Amora T. Yes, we are here at House of Pride Radio, like we are every single Wednesday, turning up for you guys. We are coming up, coming up. Yeah, Tweeka's not here today, so we're just gonna be talking about sorry, Tweeka, trash and garbage. Um, but hey, call in, talk to us, ask questions. We'll be talking to you guys on live um, Facebook on both me and Amora's page. Um, so check in with us. We love you guys. Hello, everyone that's always watching and all, already watching. Excuse me. Hey, Cisco. All right, guys. So, um, <laughs> God, we have so much shit to talk about. We're going to be dishing the tea on every subject that a drag queen can think of. That's very true. This is very true. This is very true. From I've been reading so much shit on Facebook lately with all these posts and memes. Even the guy getting dragged off the United flight. We're oh, my so gosh. No. Uh, Super excited that's to talk so about drama. so many things. <laughs> um, anyway, so how was your week? How did your week start off? My week started off actually since last Wednesday. Oh my goodness. No, my week was my weekend was busy, busy, busy. I was booked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and my face was Ew. killing me. I'm sure. But no, I got a nice break at the beginning of the week, you know, had a little Monday turn up. <laughs> but, it was, but it was really fun though. Um, and Monday you, was turned up, right? Monday was turned Wait, up. What did you say we did? 12 noon. We went to Crispy Town to go get your chicken skins. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> so if anybody really likes um, fried chicken skin, there's this place in South San Francisco. They sell just crispy fried chicken Everything. skins that are like seasoned and battered. <laughs> And they're just fried, and that's it. And pork rinds, no pork belly, yeah. calamari. But I just got the um, chicken skins. It's so delicious. It's seriously, it's so delicious. And you buy them by the pound. It's only four ninety nine a pound, so I got a pound and a half. She and the bought bag was like, you. She, that big old bag. I was munching on that though. It's really good. It's really <laughs> cute. And everyone thinks it's super weird when I talk about it in general, but it's just it's probably the super. Oh no! But when we put the hot sauce you know, on it though, you know? oh yeah, <laughs> because that crystal goes on that chicken beach. Um, okay, so yeah, hey you're, Brian, you're blocked or blocked, booked. What? <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'm not blocked okay, from nobody. Right. But she was booked all weekend. But you also did um, Gigante on Sunday. Oh, G- Gigante, yes, Gigante. <laughs> Gigante on Sunday with Frisco Robbie. Shout out to Frisco Robbie at yes. Q Bar. Gonna be sickening. Show up April 23rd. I'll be doing my birthday party there. Um, oh Gigante. my goodness, you're gonna be turning up all that Ooh. Sunday. That Sunday, I don't know how you're. There gonna will live be that a nap Sunday. in between. We'll You're going to have to take a nap in between. Yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Anywho, um, what shows were you doing this weekend? Um, this weekend, um, I already freaking forgot. Oh, my goodness. Um, Saturday, I ended up hosting Sugar over at a cafe, which is a every Saturday party. Um, and next week, they're actually having the All-Stars. So it's going to be like... Alaska detox. Oh, okay, my friend was telling me about that last. Yeah, time. I'm so excited for that. And then Sunday, um, I went out and did Higante. Are you hosting? What for? What? Saturday? Next Saturday? No, no, this coming Saturday. No, I'm not. I'm only telling that. <laughs> no, Saturday. Actually, this Saturday, I'll be at Oasis for Beyonce tribute night. Oh, cute. Give him, give him a little ha, ha, and a hi, yeah. Um, but and then Sunday, you can catch me in the, the Sacramento. Beyonce from the Pepsi ads. From the Pepsi ads. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, yes, um, catch me out on Sunday. If you're in Sacramento, you Sacramento folks out there, I will be at Faces Nightclub and at Sidetracks back to back. Ooh, sidetracks, cute. Back to back, like sidetracks oh, is a show, sidetracks. and then oh, faces has a show. Yeah, I love Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie booked me for a show with um, Delta, and then I did uh, Helen's birthday show right after. But you yeah, know, I got right. all the way turned. I I heard I heard I lots of stories about that. Night. All the way turned. <laughs> up. 
But you know, I don't live in Sacramento, so I can turn it. Turn, 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 turn it. Anywho, yeah, my weekend was pretty whatevs. I had my show on Sunday, which was actually really cute. Really, really you really enjoyed that show. You was really, I was really feeling the way the stage was set up. Red um, Balance Walk, yeah, anybody knows about that. much better without the stage. Hi, Yoli. Um, so, but it was really cute. I didn't think, I thought the crowd was super hyped, mm-hmm. but they weren't like financially hyped, which can also not. They ran out of tips real quick, yeah, girl. Really. <laughs> it went real dry during really? this last set. Real dry. <laughs> I was like, I I've been I there. Like $14, $15. That last that. one. You're like, what is this? But that's fine. Um, but I, I enjoyed myself. It was fun. And then, um, yeah, I work I work a regular job every day, so I don't really, I don't do a lot of drag anymore. But if you want to book me for a show, holla at a bitch. <laughs> you know. She always does. Hey, Wally. Um, all right. So I wanted to talk about something that I heard today, and I read this huge, huge, huge thread about it. Okay. Um, is about uh, drag queens using the fact that they're drag queens for um, cultural appropriation. Oh, like to literally intentionally do it? or I mean, like drag queens doing blackface or drag queens like... Just making fun of darker. other... It's not, not necessarily... It's not necessarily comedy. Okay, 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 okay. It's kind of... It's um, funny because I just saw... I don't know if you know the show Chewing Gum on Netflix. I do know that show, but I cannot stand looking at that girl's oh face. Oh my gosh. It's, her face just like weirds me out I'm um but they had recently painted a character um like so she was a woman and she was a white woman but the character um uh, the person who's doing the makeup had to use their like darker makeup so it was like she was putting all this black girl makeup on this white girl and she looked hella dark and i was like and then she called herself a drag queen so i was just like the connection was kind of weird because you know the manly look on her face yeah. with her dark skin and you're bringing up the cultural appropriation it's, yeah it's weird it's like it's weird. mixing within all the cultures and all the different types of media so even even to Netflix, you sh- you seeing that out there? Like, <laughs> I think that like, okay, I will admit that I have seen blackface drag before, and I it was really good, but I think that like in like now times and like the way things are going, I think that it's just a little inappropriate. I think there's ways to be controversial and at the same time also make an impact without it being offensive. So. Why not go down that road, you know? I tend to try not to do any of that at all. It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's a bit much for me. But, um, I mean, do you think anyone on Facebook Live as well or listening on the air, call in, let us know, or ask on Facebook Live, let us know that, uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's um, okay because you're drag and that's kind of the, the platform that you have? Or do you think that it's, it's not okay and why do you think it's not okay call us um we are live on the air for house of pride radio the phone number is 415-550-0511 call us let's talk ask questions get involved we'll be right back in just a minute Open heads and know 
right, guys, we are live back on the air. House of Pride Radio here with Camille Toe and my fabulous co-hostess, Miss Amora Tease. So we were just talking about um, using drag to culturally appropriate, I guess you would say, um, because I've just been reading a lot about it on Facebook and um, recently, um, and um, we had a, a bunch of great comments from um Facebook Live, one from the fabulous Miss Alexis Miranda, who I believe her birthday show is either... Oh, coming up at Divas? Saturday. I think it's Saturday. All right. Divas. Happy yeah. birthday, Alexis Miranda. 30 years in drag and still going strong. Ooh. Probably 31, I'm assuming, for your birthday. But um, yeah, she was saying that um, drag, her comment was, drag gives you the freedom to entertain people, not to insult them. It does not give you the license to offend. It's a fine line. Respect is a key. Take it from a Cuban girl who has been doing drag 30 years and still going come on alexis it's really fabulous i do hey, think you do have the opportunity to do things and do what you want but don't don't take it too far yeah edit no, as agree. rupaul likes to say my sister just joined on facebook live she's all the way in georgia hey from georgia yes she knows about them chicken skins down there okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure georgia loves chicken skins chicken skins i'm sure there's one that's where um, i have still yet to like really go and experience the south i've experienced new orleans but I've been to New Orleans for a Southern Decadence. I've never been to the, anywhere. I've like visited Atlanta, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing to it. Here's the question. Alexis has a question for us. Um, here's the question. Do we think it's proper t- for or entertaining for an MC to read everyone in the audience, whether they're offended or not, and see it as a form of entertainment? Oh! Okay, let me give you this gag is because I've been saying this for a while. It's different to be a queen that you know, makes people people feel embarrassed or awkward or then to directly insult, insult people. And I've, I'm not going to name... Ooh, I should name names. Ah, uh, no, we don't got to go there today. You got in trouble <laughs> for that last time. Well, I want to name names. Um, but yes, I, I do feel like there are queens that are like that in their hosting skills. And you know, that, that might be cute for a 10 a.m., um, drag show or a 10 p.m. drag show, excuse me. Um, or, you know, like something late night, something where everybody's already drunk. No, you know? I mean, it's really not cute, personally, I think, because I think that it really people don't realize how much it really affects someone. I mean, there's you Whether can, you can take it too far, drinks a lot, or like parties a lot, or is hella loud, or is fucking ghetto, or doesn't have, or like whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like. So when you get red and you're out in the crowd, you you really take offense to it? Um, I don't. Or know. you just see it's harder for other people who it are depends. like it really depends who are like just it. viewers. You can hear the person that's trying to rise on making everyone in the club feel like shit while everyone else screams and laughs about it. You know. I guess I think there's the difference between like really insulting somebody and then pointing out something that's a little exactly. embarrassing. Like, I can be a little offensive sometimes, but I don't ever necessarily insult someone somebody, directly. Yeah. I like, would never do that. Yeah, like, like this is my show. Yeah, get I'm, off the stage. Yeah, those are the kind of things <laughs> I say. Like, um, but I would never directly insult anyone. Um, I mean, out of drag, that's a different story, but. Uh. <laughs> uh, call in if you've ever been victimized by Camille Toe at a drag show. <laughs> 415-550-0511. She will name names. <laughs> yes, Alexa says she agrees with us both. Read me with your entertainment. Not your mouth, yes. Um, I definitely, yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree, agree, agree. Um, anywho, so let's 
going. I had a list of things I wanted to talk about, but I totally cannot remember. How well, I'm going to bring up something that came onto my Facebook feed real quick earlier this morning. Um, was about dating and drag queens and whether it's a drag queen dating a drag queen or just somebody in the community you know dating you as a drag queen, being a drag queen. This is one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely it's been a real experience now becoming a performer in the gay community and like trying to like I guess not just look and like look on grinder or like to hook up, but just to find a partner that will like be with you on your journey just like a regular job but you're a drag queen you know i feature that the stigmatisms <laughs> i definitely feature that I, I i bring this up a lot because i like to know how other drag queens feel um about or uh, just guys in general about dating a drag queen or like how you feel about um I don't know, just like the perks of like dating a drag. There's just like so. I mean, I think that there are perks to dating a drag queen. Oh my queen. god, absolutely! All right. If you think there are perks to dating a drag queen, <laughs> we're gonna take a really quick musical break. Call us really quick. Um, 415-550-0511 ask his questions talk to us we are talking about what it's like to date a drag queen are there perks is it dramatic is it way too much is there just a lot of baggage besides the suitcase that you have to carry let uh, us suitcase. know 415-550-0511 this goes out to all y'all oh it can't be found one second <laughs> <laughs> all right
We are live back on the air. Cut that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> what up, what up, what up? With uh, me, Camille Toe, your fabulous hostess with the mostest. And Amora T. My fabulous co hostess with the mostest. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Okay, this is my favorite sound. Do it one more time. Um, all right. <laughs> I love that horn so much. Um, at my wedding, there, that horn's going to go a lot throughout the night. Uh, this is going to be a button I can just run up and tag it and uh, like pop it. Baggage. Okay, so um, Jeff asked a question, and now we're talking about drag, and um, would you date a drag queen is what Jeff asked us. And then we're just talking about... Um, would, would I date another drag queen is what Jeff asked, excuse me. Mm. And then we're also asking what would you date a drag queen and what are there perks or like do you feel like there's baggage? So if you guys have questions, let us know. We're going to kind of have a small conversation about it. Um, anywho, so I definitely don't think I could date another drag queen and that might sound... You're a little really, diva-ish. I think I that's know, why. Yeah, that's, that's why. We do have a phone call really quick. So oh, let's get on this break. Cool. House of Pride Radio. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put you on the air. Wait, shit, what is it? Uh, Isn't it Alexis? Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. You are here with Amora and me. Um, and right now we're talking about dating a drag queen. Would you date another drag queen? Are there perks to dating a drag queen? Do you feel that there might be a little extra baggage than dating someone that doesn't do drag besides the suitcase that you have to carry? Uh. I got it. I'm watching on Facebook. Would you date another drag queen? Are there perks to dating a drag queen? Come on, delay. Baggage than dating someone that doesn't do drag besides the suitcase that you have to carry? Well, hello, girls. This is Alexis. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. yes, we yes, can we hear, hear you. Go on. Whatever you're ready. <laughs> oh, well, I've had three relationships. All ended up, all wound up closing because I did drag. Really? Seven years, five years, and three and a half years. Wow. So how did, I mean, do you feel like it was just the drag completely? Yeah, they Are wanted you, uh, me. Not trying to read no, no, not at all. No. You, I'm sorry. So I didn't quite get it. You said that you had three relationships and they all ended because you did drag. It was just drag, completely. Uh, most, mostly, it was the drag. See, that's the thing. I like. I don't understand completely in our community how we can be so involved in other people's lives whether you know it, we're just friends or trying to be you know in relationships with people and you really can't accept you know the same values that we have but you know you, that, you, no like, that's because the gay community the gay men particularly have a problem holding hands with drag queens they don't mind seeing them entertain but they have a problem being seen in public dating a drag queen mm-hmm well, being married now, Camille, what kind of experience do you have about that? It's, it's weird for me because um, I went through that a lot, and I didn't always, um, <clears throat> right at the beginning, share with guys that I did drag because um, I had I had one relationship that I kind of did drag with him um, one of my first times, and it didn't go very well for us together. Um, he obviously didn't look as fishy as I did. 
Um, and then um, my second relationship, I hit it at first. Um, but then, like, he was accepting, but I think back then I was doing so many more shows, and I was just trying to, like, be out there, so I was doing, you know, drag four to five nights a week, and, um, he, it was too much for him, and I, I think that was kind of what led to, I guess, him cheating on me, and being over, so I guess it's a turnoff, but my fiancé now, um, he won't hold my bag that's for sure he does not like holding my bag I've seen him hold your bag it's okay. once in a while but he like does not like holding my bag he doesn't like to be a groupie of Camille you know but I'm yeah, like no. you are the number one groupie but true you're my exactly. bitch. Like, no. but he <laughs> but he um, I don't know he's He's exceptionally loving. He's accepting. He comes to the shows. His mom has come to the show. A show oh yeah, before. no, definitely. Like, that's a, that's a blessed feeling right there. It just is. It makes me feel like I can completely be myself, and um, like there's no anything extra. I get my toes painted. He doesn't care, you know. And it's just well, that's why you marry him, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he really does love me. For me, when I say me, I mean like fully me. I've definitely met people and who Markel are... And says dating a drag queen is like dating two people. And I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, what did she say? And Jeff says, if you date a drag queen, they love to spill the tea and dish out drama and share your personal stuff to other queens is from what I've gotten over the years of Ooh. dating a few. Okay, um, you're mean, dating messy queens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like anyone to be involved in my personal life. Jose like, says, I have been rumored to have dated a few drag queens. Carney oh. and Aju. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for that response. <laughs> but no, definitely, like, I've met people who, like, met guys who are open to the fact of me being a performer and me not just, like, trying to be, like, a female, because I'm not. Like, I'm trying, I'm female impersonating, yes, but I'm entertaining at the same time. Like, I put I think people mix passion into my work. doing drag and wanting to be a woman in the same category. And yes, it's and a very fine line, but I, I I don't think people like really grasp the feeling. And Layla says for her, it's difficult to share that she does drag at first, but for one, the stigma she faces as a woman that's trans. Yeah. Um, and then also people still think that women can't be drag queens. But I, I think that, I really do think that people blur the line of wanting to be a woman and wanting to be a drag queen. Because they're scared that it's like a feminine thing. That's another thing. It's like you're you're gay in the gay world and, and really you're afraid of the femininity, you know? So it's, it's like, what's yeah. that? You know, it's really contradictive to me. Do we still have Alexis on the phone? Alexis? Oh, I think she hung up. Oh. Well, thank you, Alexis, for calling in. Thank you, Alexis, for calling in. We got to remember Sorry, we had we our guest yeah, on, girl. We were rambling but on. But we Sorry. definitely feel you, Alexis. Shout out to you. And you're hosting at Divas yes, I every week. Every week, all week long. You can catch Alexis. And she's doing her birthday show. I believe it's this Saturday um, over at Divas. Um, I think it's like a midnight or 11 o'clock show. So. It's a late night show, but night show. that's where you go, go for the late night shows, it's a girl. Show. Oh, here we go. Alexis says. The fact that I work in a transgender bar and I'm a female impersonator and have made a living at it for many, many years does not cartel men from wanting to sleep with me, but they have a problem with dating, dating me in, in person, person or in public. public. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, I, I guess I can get that. I don't... I, my fiancé doesn't mind loving me in public when I'm hey, at Camille. Um, but he does... He does... Um, I mean, we usually always have sex after a drag show. I go home and I take off my makeup and we have sex. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. 
I'm gonna do that. I don't know if that's him trying to make me feel like. Like you're important. Like I'm still a man and he loves me. Like and it's nothing. Like he's okay with it, but. Like, um, I don't care. You look like you just. Shout out to you, baby. I love you so much. You're the okay. This is where like, she was talking about messy queens telling everybody all your business. It's fine. And she'll here on Facebook Live and on national it's radio. <laughs> oh, we have Miss Clayton Bishop Thank watching you. now. Which... Um, so Alexis's show is at 11 p.m. She's gonna be fucking 50 years old. Wow. Jesus Christ, woman! And you don't look a day over 49. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, I might show up. It's 11. I probably won't get off until like 10, 30, 11, but I'll definitely come and buy you a drink after. I would you? love to do that. Yeah. Saturday. Oh, 11. Saturday. Yeah. Okay, I'll be out of way. She'll be 50. Yeah. Oh, we got to... All right. Whew. It's a little... It's a little lit on this See, Facebook this is live a very scene. popular topic really because <laughs> everybody's out there looking for a relationship. Everybody's out there looking for someone to, you know, be a partner with. And so when you have uh, the whole community of all these very, very... Um, would I ever kai-kai with another drag queen? I don't know if I would ever do that. Um, let You know who I want to call? Um, let me get... Monastat on oh the phone. Oh my goodness, we're going to get Miss Monastat from, from Los Angeles on the feed. phone. I'm going to take a break from this live feed. This old ass, <laughs> right? I'll push button eighteen. It says AT and T on like the phone. Like, <laughs> oh, what? Resume. All right, sorry guys, I'm back. Hey, Miss Monastat. Hey, okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna put you live on the air. Can you hear us? Hi. Hey, how are you? Welcome to House of Pride Radio. That's Amora. I'm here with Amora T. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. It's, like, it's fucking reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into you, I want to know, I, I know you just kind of got onto the Facebook live feed, so I want to know what you think about um, what we've been talking about, about dating a drag queen what it takes to date a drag queen are there perks to dating a drag queen is there baggage would i would i date a drag queen myself or what is the question i mean yeah would you date a drag queen yourself or do you find it hard to find a man that like is okay to date and it is like i don't like for me if drag is just you're just an actor you're performing Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter at the end of the day i love to suck dick so, <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter to me what you kind of are. Like, whatever. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally feature that. I'm, like, I'm kind of being a drag queen right now. Oh, okay. How is that? I always feel like it'd be weird to share clothes or to be like... Well, first I ain't of all, clothes. he's not my fucking size. And fucking I, there you go. Stay out of my fucking closet. And Hella true. I agree. In LA. So... She lives in New York. Oh, cute. So, like, I mean, it's, it's never, I mean, I support her shows. I mean, she supports mm-hmm. my shows. So, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. It's fucking 2017. Who cares? That's what I feel. It I is honestly 2017, feel like that. and you should love, be able to love. Who else? 2017, you have bigger fucking issues to worry about than drag queen. Like, who cares? It's just a non-issue. 
Oh, what is that? Uh, that's She's my notification. <laughs> okay, so let's get into you. We are talking about. I'm gonna kind of repeat everything you say because I know they can't hear me on Facebook Live. Um, so, um, what kind of started you? We are live on the air with Monastat. She's in LA currently. Um, she's from San Francisco. She's been around in drag for thousands of years. Thousands. Um, and too long. To, not too, never too long. She's so creative. She's so amazing. And. Um, I mean, she's just been kind of like a pillar in in every crowd. Castro, Soma, kind of everywhere. The TL, when that was a thing. Um, yes, so girl, you go way back. What inspired you? Know, San Francisco is so different now. The drag scene is completely... Whenever I come home, I'm always shocked at all these new queens. Who oh, there's so up. many new queens. Hi, how there's are you? so many new queens, and um, I got my start about like 11, 12 years ago. Um, it was really a wow. random thing. I was always in the club scene. I was always part of that whole, like, going out, going clubbing, being, you know, being fabulous. But yeah. I never really got into drag until um, I was kind of fucking this um, person who was in porn. And she had oh. friends who were, you know, kind of part of the imperial court system. Oh. And, you know, one of the friends was like, hey, come and do his benefit. And that's how it kind of started it snowballed from there all right for the snowball effect that's uh, that's a great story though <laughs> what um and then, and it just kind of it kind of went on and on and on and you know what once you put it on you can never really get away from it yeah I agree. what do you think is is the biggest inspiration for your drag now i mean i just think that um, you do so many creative looks and and i do you have help or do you just sit at home and think i just like well, i feel okay. like i have no so, creative like when i was young and in my 20s and doing drag in san francisco um it was a lot different i guess it was like a lot of i was wearing a lot of thrift town um i was wearing a lot of things that i made and a lot of things that i picked up and it wasn't until towards later in my career in sf that i actually had started things getting made Mm -hmm. um i went to school for fashion and fashion design and fashion pr so that's basically my background oh that's fabulous and you know i'm sure um, me having a, 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 a um a degree in uh fashion is just a huge help i think to drag in general i obviously have zero degree in fashion i have like um I used to actually get all of my inspiration from drag <laughs> when I lived in Oakland. Um, I lived two blocks from the track, and there was a few stores around my neighborhood, and I would literally go out and... That was would, your wardrobe, girl. We would drive up and down the street and smoke a blunt at like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what? That's fierce and beautiful. And I remember when you first started out, and I thought, I was like, wow, that's really fucking cool. Like, ratchet. Hella ghetto, yeah. That's <laughs> ghetto drag. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a place in the world for that, and there's a market for that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a market for everything, I think. And it's just a matter of how you package yourself and how and how you market yourself that will make you stand out. Mm -hmm. um, my one, like, I love, I, I live for San Francisco drag, and I'm always, you know, down for my homies, down for my sisters. Yes. Um, a lot of the things I'm noticing now, though, is a lot of these queens are just getting, like, way over their heads. A lot of oh, my God. <laughs> And I'm like, it's so funny that you say that because I agree. And you know me, I've always been extremely humble and I have always worked really hard to be the shitty name that I have now, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's like I have always been extremely 100 with everybody and super loyal to those that are loyal to me. And I don't, 
I, I think that so many queens come up nowadays and don't understand the like old school sisterhood of drag and it's like everybody right. for themselves and it, it, it's frustrating at times. I mean, I say stay real, stay I, humble. I, I watch you know? everything on Facebook and you know, a lot of queens from SF do follow me and I, you know, like I look at their pages and it's like, my God, you queens are just like doing the most. The extra Stop most. Being yeah, <laughs> Stop being so fucking extra. That's why I really don't, I mean, and not even, I, I like just don't even go to shows anymore. I like, I just can't be bothered. I like literally love doing balance fall and I do that twice a month and that's like just enough drag for me. To, like, <laughs> that's just enough, girl. <laughs> well, the thing is you found your niche and when you find your niche and it works for you, you stick with it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, honestly, you were one of the first um, popular queens to ever do a show for me. You remember I came from Deco and we had got that show at Pina Lounge. And um, I, 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 controversial. I, I literally had booked all these queens that said they were gonna come, and no one came. And so, no, yeah, uh, minus that last one, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking be there, like, literally. And it was like me, Monastat, Beyonce, probably Nikki Ferrari. I think I've seen like <laughs> pictures of that from back in the day, like on your Facebook, yeah. looking through your shit for a flyer. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Ferrari, whatever happened to her? She is a beautiful white trans woman in Oakland. Um, in Oakland. She's trans. She's getting her vaginal plasty actually right. soon. Oh, speaking of vaginal, remember that one guy I dated from your show? What's his name? Walter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He is like full trans. He does porn as well. Oh. Yeah, he does, he, he does porn. I'm like, I saw the porn. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I need to um, catch up with that bitch when I get to L.A. sometime. Are you coming down soon? I hope so. I'm trying to. I want to. I've been meeting a lot of L.A. people that say they have drag shows, and I want to come and do a couple shows in L.A. Like who? Um, I, I, there's one girl in particular, Tijuana. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's fabulous. I, I literally call her the L.A. Ruby Monroe. Oh, yes. She's so She is literally... pageant like, essence, like, but she's a little in Asian, though. Like, <laughs> but she is literally... Like, I was watching the video when she came and did my show, and she is literally spitting image, but Latina, of Ruby. Like, the, her moves, the way she, like... Her make like everything. I was just like, oh yes, girl. She does. She just shows in Pasadena, which is like an hour, hour away from me. I live in I live in Silver Lake. Okay, hmm. I think I know that. I stayed in Compton for like a half a year, and then I lived in uh, like stayed in Long Beach for a little bit. Ah, cool. Hood, hood, hood. All right, so we are gonna go and take a musical break. Thank you, Monastat, for letting me call and harass you and take time out of your day. Um, if you guys have any questions, we will be continuing this conversation. We're going to be talking about Pride coming up. We're going to be talking about um, that poor doctor that was, what was he doing? I forgot his past. He had a really I bad past, what? but he also got dragged off of the United flight. Um, we're going to be talking about my birthday coming up and the things that will be happening. So call Happy us. Birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, call us, 415-550-0511. Thank you, Monasat. We love you, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
to the Terry Hope. She put with money in the bin, this bitch and belly broke. I'm smoking bomb ass weed, feeling crucial. From player to player, the gang fight, the feeling's mutual. From hustling and praise, to begging motherfuckers to pay. I got no time for these bitches, cause these so hard to play. Some on a meal, ticket mission, want a meal. Someone wishing competition got me blitzed. On that bullshit, they stress me. I'm a bomb, though, clown hoes like it's mandatory. No plus, no glory, my nigga. Oh, shit. Actually, we weren't even on the air. I didn't turn the mics on. Nobody was on the air. <laughs> it was just dead silence. Um, I'm not sure which one is which, but... Hello? Wait. Okay, I can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear him. Can you still hear yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. All right. We have Max on the air with us. So we were just talking about... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Dating drag queens and... Um, telling people you're a drag queen. Are there perks to dating a drag queen? Are there... Is there extra baggage? When dating a drag queen, what uh, baggage? No, right. Besides the suitcase that you have to carry. So I, I definitely think that, um, it could be overbearing in a relationship. Um, dating a drag queen. I thought we were talking about the perks of being <laughs> dating a drag queen. I was talking, also talking about baggage. Oh, okay. It could just be a little extra because of all the messiness in the San Francisco drag community, at least. In any drag community, there's always. That one messy that bitch, Camille Town. I definitely also think there's perks to dating a drag queen. Like fashion advice. She said, um, so Alexis Miranda asks, do you find it odd that most drag queens are tops? One of the main reasons guys like to date us, but not be in a relationship with us. Ooh, that's a real act. That's a real ass. Thing. It's so funny because, um, most drag queens tend to be tops. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> until you find that one that just, I mean, curves, curves and hit you. Right. <laughs> I mean, shout out to the versatile drag queens out there. It's just you. Right. <laughs> it cannot be just me. I'm trying to look back at all that. No. <laughs> I do think it's difficult and definitely one of the things, like you guys were talking about the drama that goes on. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the community, the drama is like, you know, it's just there. But I think a lot of people outside the community, RuPaul has even said this, drag queens are like the court jesters of the gay scene. And sometimes I think that that is what throws a wrench in it. It's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden guys aren't looking at you seriously. Like it's not even just that there's drama, but they're like, this drama is like play. You guys are kind of like, you know, it's like that clown thing. So that's what I've seen. Cause you see so many guys like, they're into the drag because they're fucking gay too. Yeah. So they're like, oh girl, you're sickening. Yeah. And then, you know, you realize that they're not going to like mesh with the drag scene. Like they, they couldn't just like join us at happy hour tonight. And, and just be like all up in drag with us and just having a good time. Thinking of more about the other guy that they'd rather go see with themselves across the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or they just like can't even keep up with the conversation and all the back and forth and talking about the drama and stuff. Like That too. I mean, I think for me, it's mostly just about like having that connection with my friends and with them. And especially me being, whether I'm in drag or even out of drag, I guess just like people coming up to me and be like, oh, hey, blah, blah, Amora, blah, Amora. And they keep asking me, you yeah, know, like, Amora. Sh- <laughs> like, girl, shut up. <laughs> I even have to be like, uh, Jericho. And like, 
Ryan. <laughs> and then we have um, Camilo's over here with I'm her. Sorry, her I need to, like, <laughs> hook my phone back up because it's about to die. We want to say live. <laughs> um, but definitely, it's been a light struggle in the dating scene you, out um, here. You have just gotten to this experience, correct? You're just, I, from what I read on Facebook. She like, no, I have definitely not I just bitch gotten to this and experience. Now she's like, on Facebook about it. So, um, <laughs> No, I mean, ever since I started and you know doing drag and performing, like it's definitely been actually actually it hasn't been different. I really it hasn't been. Um, but as far as like holding down a real relationship and having a real relationship, and at the same time me being hella busy and always trying to you know get myself out there and pay attention to my stuff and what I got what I have to do but also having to worry about somebody else and worrying about keeping up a relationship so it's kind of like something I want and then something it's also going to be a challenge for me like in the end definitely no that is true and like it's hard to find a guy that can respect you as you and also be down with the drag thing. Yeah. Which, you know, you could say that's not a necessity, but then it gets so tiring trying to like juggle between these two lives. Like you're not drag life in the relationship with this guy versus. We have a phone call. We have a phone call coming in. Ooh, I can't with this live video right now. (laughs) When it dies, it's just going to die. Turn on the suffix. House of Pride Radio. Who do we have on the air? Hey, who's this? Oh, hey, hold on. I'm going to put you live. Hold on. Hey, Markel? Yes. Okay. You are live on the air with House of Pride Radio. (laughs) Hello. Hello, everyone. What are you talking about? Uh, We're talking talking about dating drag queens. Oh. Would you date a drag queen, Markel? Would I? Would you date a drag queen? No. Why not? Because I'm a Gemini and I'm already crazy. Definitely don't need somebody with two other personalities, too. (laughs) So you think that dating a drag queen is like dating two different people? Well, it is because they have a stage persona and then they have their normal life. Like when they're on stage, they're not the same person they are at home. You You just have to be able to be ready for both. I mean, I kind of feel like I, I guess that does apply to some queens, but like in my case, I feel like I'm the same person. I mean, I'm a little more turned up. Huh? You're the same person. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm <laughs> definitely the same person. Markel, on those of you listening on live feed, um, just said that it's it's basically like having to date two different personalities, and he's like he's crazy enough. So, but I do feel like that is with a lot of queens, but I don't. Um, I don't think that, me personally, I feel like I'm the same bitch because I've been that 100 bitch since day one. I'm about that life. <laughs> but yeah, I just think people, you gotta look at it like it's a, it's a job. Some people have a job and they have a different job. And some people don't. Yeah. So I just couldn't do it because I'm already crazy. I extra feel that. DJ oh, crazy. So uh, you're, next, um, you are the manager I would say maybe at Balançois or the pr- products manager. the products the pr- pr- uh, production event manager who yeah. uh, <laughs> look at you <laughs> you and your little horn that horn is my life right now did you hear that 
You and your horn. That's funny. That's gonna play so much at my wedding. It's like, um, anyway, so um, you do Balanois. I'm excited for my birthday show. Who's all gonna be a part of your birthday show? I look like eight. Girls. Girl, <laughs> that was an accident. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I, looked, I looked a bunch of girls. I think it's like eight of us, including me. Um, but I'm gonna pay the ones that you guys are gonna pay. Okay. But who do you have? Who are you looking forward to being there for your birthday? Um, I have Markel or Markel. <laughs> Markeisha in house. Okay. I have uh, Palu. I have Amora. I have Natalie. I have Beyonce. I have yeah. Amelia. Amelia. There's one more. Oh, and Jacquees. Oh, okay, look at you. <laughs> okay, so Alexis Miranda has a question. Um, she says, has either of you ever been on a date with someone simply because they wanted to date your persona as a drag performer and be seen in public with you but not really get to know you as a man? Yes, this oh happened to me. It to me all oh my gosh. On Saturday, was it? No, Friday at Port Bar and this guy came up to me and he wanted to dance with me, asked me for my number and everything and I'm in full geese, just like, oh, yours really sweet. Why did I give him my number? I mean, I was kind of feeling the fantasy for a second. Yeah, you were. <laughs> but why I get... <laughs> but why do I get back into the dressing room like two seconds later and he texts me, where'd you go? I'm still here. I'm like, I'm... St- why would you leave me? Why would you leave me? So yes, definitely. I've definitely experienced that and no, because I live my life as me, as Ryan, as Jericho. So it's like, yeah, I don't live as a moron. <laughs> I've definitely been asked out on a many a dates and many a guy asked... I remember that Sierra concert. Oh, yes. Okay, I have given it one time because usually guys will be like, oh, can I take out Camille? I think she's so beautiful. And I'm like, absolutely not. It's like not a sexual thing for me. It's just for entertainment value and for me to act ratchet. And um, I did give in once. I went to a Sierra concert. This guy invited me to go to a Sierra concert. Um, And I'm not going to pass up a free fucking Sierra concert. So I had a sickening outfit. I wore white pumps. Hella bitches oh, you went ratchet like that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I wore a romper, a shorts romper with like puffy shoulders and white puffs. <laughs> it was real cute. I was <laughs> super ratch. ratch. Oh, but the gag was, you guys want to hear the ultimate gag? That's what we're waiting that, for. Um, we got a hotel, but I got way too wasted. And I woke up the next day at the hotel by myself with nothing but the drag I had on the night before in my, my purse. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to like wait. That sounds like a Camille turn up right there. A Camille toe turn up. So I didn't leave and drag. Um, without uh. <laughs> have you have you ever ended up in that situation, Markel, where you ended up uh, in like oh, yeah. going to somebody's drag. hotel and <laughs> drag and waking oh. up not knowing where you were at? Oh, all the time. Oh my god. Oh. Especially on Sundays. Oh. Hmm. Wait, before or after Balançois? Uh, always after. Well, you know, that's when you gotta set off the alarm, you know, and let off all that steam after dealing with those drag queens all morning long. That horn is my life. I'm so sorry. I wish I just had, like, a horn. Where's that other horn? Uh, oh, we have a real horn in the studio as well, too. <laughs> sorry, I can't help but be a mess. You hear me, um, Widow? So let's move on. Next topic. All right, Markel, I love you. Thank you for calling. 
Bye. I'll see you soon. Bye, Marco. Call you manana. Yep, bye. All right. That's called the Walk of Shame. Yes, ma'am, it is. I am very familiar with the Walk of Shame. I've done it like three times in a week before. In a week? Okay, maybe in a week. (laughs) Pride week a couple years back. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, a couple years back. I'm like, this is pre-Grayson. Yeah, pre-Grayson. I mean, I can imagine Pride Week, you know, or like, you know, somewhere during the springtime. Are you, you excited for <laughs> I am excited for Pride. Kind of, because I want to, like, be involved in all the events and whatnot. Um, not because I don't want to deal with all, like, the tourist people and, like, all the teenagers who come out and want to celebrate Pride when they just want to come out and rave in their goddamn rave wear. Oh, God. They <laughs> come out in the butterfly costumes. Yes, the, um, bitch. With the bras, the butterflies. With, with the, the butterflies, with the bras. The fairy butterflies. I don't. I you don't mean your wardrobe that you got on Hate Street? Nah. <laughs> okay, I don't wear the the, fa- the Yeah, it is pretty bad. <laughs> no, not it's not that bad. You make it look good. Ooh. Um, anywho, I know Bridget's supposed to be. Oh, not Bridget. She's supposed to be here, but I believe she's just getting in from St. Louis. Um. Anyways, I'm excited for Pride. I'm excited for Juanita's party. I go every year. It's super fabulous. I might even do drag this year. Um, if I don't get super fucked up. It's one of these party on the day of Pride, like Pride it's Sunday. Pride. Um, it's at uh, 666 Jones. I believe it is. It's like a, um, like a, bar, a bar club. Oh, club. It's a club uh, with outside. Oh, nice. So it's, patio? It's huge. It's not just a patio. It's like a whole other club outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so it's super huge. It's super fabulous. Um, it's I don't know what the pre-sale tickets are, but it's like $50 Um you can't even get tickets at the door. You have to wait. You, so you would want to get pre-sale tickets. It sells oh, okay. out like four times before the day. Of, so, um, but yeah, go. It's super fabulous. That's what I'm super excited for. It's my favorite thing. Um, what are you excited for, Pride? Max? Maxine? Definitely Juanita's party. That's my favorite mm, thing. Yeah, I don't I go don't. to the festival anymore. I feel it's, like it's kind of gotten to be like a thug family's day out. Oh my gosh. I saw so many strollers this year. I like, can't be involved. I like literally can't be involved. Um, and I don't go. I haven't gone to the Pride um, parade in a really long time. Mm. I think the last time I saw the parade, I was in drag and working. At, um, hey Sam, working at um, Janet. Work Beauty Supply. Shout out to Work Beauty Supply on One Ten Sixth Street. Check to them out. Three, four, just four. Yep. Why is it off? Oh. Um, yeah, check them out. They're fabulous. Anywho, um, from Pride, let's talk about this United situation. Can we? What you? Oh, the guy with the, the um. Kicked off yes. Did you see the video? I didn't see the whole video. I really couldn't bring myself to watch it after Same. looking at the pictures. Same. Um, but I definitely think it was kind of, it was, I think it was just too over, the, over the top on United's part. And obviously he's a very, you know, like passionate man when it comes to his work and he needed to get somewhere to do a surgery for somebody that was special surgery. So I understand his intentions, um, but to cause like a tantrum in the way that it went down, and then, but I guess he wasn't really doing anything until like they actually like. Just inform me that my mother flies United. Oh. Well, Well, hopefully mom doesn't get drunk. Well, hopefully she does get drunk off. But yeah, I. I'll be rich. (laughs) But yes, I. I saw this meme earlier that said, um, "At 
United. Uh huh. It said, "Hey, my husband um, is leaving for Houston on the ten thirty flight. Do what you need to do." No, uh, <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah. I just scrolled. But past I do that. think that it was. It was. They should have. They could have picked somebody else. They could have definitely picked somebody else. Done that to somebody else. Um, but you know, it's weird because I've been on a plane, um, and I I forgot how it happens. Who has to get out? But I think it. It's, I think it's who bought it first because it's not who checked in first. It's who bought the ticket first. Well, they were trying to give the seat away to an employee. That's yeah, the thing. it was like they had already boarded the plane and then employees and came up and were like, hey, we need to get on this plane to make it to get on this other flight yeah. over here. So that's why people had already sat down and they were like, no, never mind. We need three seats. No one volunteered. And instead of upping the ante to well, the legal they just maximum, ran, they, just they randomly the chose. Pl- yeah. Like, so I do think that, like, dude get off the plane like you said you had to be there tomorrow like if they if you just ask for the maximum they have to repay you you can just buy a ticket like right now but then also on United's parts like when they had to like slam him to get him out of the seat they should have just been like we'll randomly choose somebody else that's not gonna put up a fight yeah physical force and you Halamodi because United's probably gonna let you go because you took it that far, and they're like literally under fire. Yeah, I mean right now, now it's you know? all this you know public adversity. It's not. I, gonna I be definitely good. think <laughs> that the employees should have absolutely not had president over it because um, he paid cash for his ticket. Exactly. Ticket. Yeah. They're not paying. They're writing for fleet, and I don't understand why they can't take another flight. Personally, I know, whether yeah. they have to make another flight or not, like you obviously aren't on time. You, or something, you running late or whatever it is. Like it was four of them though. I heard. Well, yeah. Vacationing or something. Dramatic. They were probably Who knows, doing but that. they definitely have way more options to get to their destination than like, this random right. ass one doctor. Person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one person. They absolutely um, should have picked somebody else. They refunded everyone's ticket price on that flight, and the man is suing United with four lawyers. Wow. All right. So apparently they just they refunded everyone's flight on that United flight. Um, Good. And then um, the guy is suing with four lawyers. Honey, that's eight hundred turned it into eight million. Ooh. <laughs> See y'all fucked up. Nah, Buy me a house, money. boat, and a car. Have to remove all the seats except that one. Y'all pulled him out of. Uh, he gonna come up with this new his own airline girl. <laughs> <laughs> and those four have to work on his flight for the rest of their life. All right. <laughs> on a job here at United. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll win. Absolutely. There's no fucking reason he wouldn't win. Anybody on earth, I mean, any judge that would not vote in his favor is whew, Sable. I'm going to go find that Asian daddy. <laughs> Sable, why aren't you coming on here? Oh, Sable, why aren't you coming out here today? Or call in, Sable. We know you have some tea to spill about this subject. You got some extra minutes on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh, and the phone starts ringing. <laughs> Who do we have on the phone? House of Pride Radio. Hello. Oh, it's not Sable. Oh, hey, it's hold on, Amelia. All right, you're on live with the House of Pride Radio. It's me, Camille Toe, Amora Tease, and Mr. Max here. Presenting Amelia Monroe. Hi, <laughs> okay, so I actually, I heard you guys talking about the United Airlines little incident. I want to actually hold comment on, about on, that on. because you guys know I fly a lot. And um, 
it's just it's scary to think that they will do that to someone. You know, just because he well can give his seat or something. I don't understand what 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 the seat was. I don't. I didn't read the whole story, but only I saw the news and this guy hit his head and he saw blood. And the thing is that I also saw MSNBC and they also said that everyone. I think everyone that was that was traumatized. It was kids on that plane actually saw this happen. And I think that they should be compensated. And I think they... Oh, they actually... Um, they, they, um, Alexa said that they said that um, everyone that was on that flight got their flight refunded. I don't... I mean, I understand that. I think they should have got the maximum, which is like $1,400, $1,450 or something like that. They should have got the max <laughs> because that was like traumatized, traumatizing for not only for um, that guy, obviously, but for the people that, that watched, that watched the it. Kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I saw like, I'm just scary to think that something like I mean, and to think that to... they needed to drag him. I mean, why Well, didn't they knock him unconscious? I think that's what they it was. They knocked him unconscious, bro. He, they pulled him and he hit his head on the um, other uh, seat next yeah. to um, him. And they, he, not, he was unconscious. They dragged him off the plane. Like, what the hell? Thank you, Alexis. Yeah. No, because when what you... The hell? Like, it's scary enough watching the video, but yeah, when you think about what it would be like if that just, like, started like, happening in the plane you were on, yeah. Yeah. And, been, like, yeah. and you know like, what's weird is I always immediately, like, get anxiety as soon as I get to the airport. I feel like someone thinks I have a bomb or, like... <laughs> like you'd be on that six-hour flight sitting, like, New York on the bed with like, her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so nervous, and I, like, just whenever somebody says something to me, I'm like, what? <laughs> on the plane. Like, oh, God. I just don't like this. like being an Uber. Like, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> Right, oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I really hope there's something. I mean, have you guys heard anything else about, you know, any updates about what happened? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, I know he's suing, so um, apparently he has four oh. lawyers. And you know he's a baller if he's flying to go do He's something. a doctor, girl. Yeah, like, he makes doctor. six figures a year, maybe more. I still understand why they picked that seat, that guy in that seat. Was it, like, certain, like, how they purchased it, like... No, it's How it's randomly you, picked. Understand. It's randomly picked. Or they say it's random. They say it's randomly picked. So now what what is shit about now they have United going to have this thing called a fight club? Like what is that? Oh, that was a joke. Oh, uh, was it? Didn't you see that where it had the map of the plane in the back section just said you fight said club? Fight. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they silly. Oh. That that would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be the gag. They better um monetize that situation. <laughs> Oh god, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I was supposed to call and talk about this. Like, yeah, but I know I fly hella. Did you just fly from? Did you fly United home? <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wish I would have. She didn't. Uh, like scotch that. glued her ass to the seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, had, I was in Southwest, but yeah, I wish they would have tried with me, honey. Come on with it. Another airline I absolutely fucking hate. Is who? Spirit Airlines. I have never had Spirit. Is Spirit. The worst. Bitch, I would rather walk to LA than. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I am so serious. Spirit is a dog. And the worst part about it is the employees obviously don't get paid very much and they're hella mad and you can see it on their face so they don't make eye contact with anybody and they're hella jaded walking down the water is like the baby waters and they're three dollars oh my god i'm taking my own water on the plane free water bitch but the gag is you gotta pay for your carry-on too and you can yes how much is that flight is a bag of food a a carry-on a mcdonald's bag if you have a purse and a a bag you gotta pay for both of those bags oh my how much um i think it's like sixty dollars seventy dollars or forty five dollars something like that no bitch here's the gag 
the cheap the flight is extra cheap you can get a flight to like la or vegas for fucking i think it's like 40 dollars. but then like 45 make that yeah something like that but then it's you gotta pay 40 for your carry on and then you gotta pay 70 or 65 in taxes for your check, for your check oh. luggage and then 30 dollars in taxes you what I said, by the time you pay for the whole entire flight, but you think it's cheap. But by the time I mean, it's kind of cheap. It'll still be like $150 one way, you know. But Ridiculous. the thing is, is you get on, and I'm hella skinny, bitch. So when you put the trade uh-uh. table down, it like sits on your stomach. Oh my God. It's not cute. Um, uh oh, we're getting a phone call. Wait, oh, no, she's getting a phone call. Uh-oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, I love you guys, and um, I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Make dinner, and I just got here to take the rest, honey. All right, love you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Max. Bye, sis. How's the Pride Radio? How's the Pride Radio? It it totally wasn't flashing, though. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Alexis had one more question. Oh, there we go. We have one more caller coming on. on. Alexis, sorry. How's the Pride Radio? I am right now. Bye bye. Just call in and tell me to call somebody. We're going to be talking to Fudgy in just a minute. Um, they have a show coming up with Lady Bunny, I believe. Um, we're going to call them in just one minute. But I have a question here from Alexis Miranda from live Facebook feed. The question is um, Have you ever been in drag, ordered a cab or an Uber, and as soon as they saw you, they kept going? I've never ordered an Uber or a Lyft, and that's happened. Um, I don't. We don't use Uber anymore. Um, but um, as far as cabs come, like now, I feel like they are quick to stop for anybody. But they do. Back in the day, I mean, it was fucking impossible, and I was so happy for homo bills to come around because um, they were really a savior in that area. I've never had to actually experience that thing in this, but <laughs> definitely it's a stigma, though, when I'm getting in the car and I'm in drag, and they're just like, yes. some of them are like, oh, are you a performer? You know, oh, oh do you hey. perform? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So well, then the other okay. half of them are just like, you could put your bag in the trunk yourself and get in, and I'm not going to talk to you that much, you know, so. I'm just like, get me to the gig safely. That's all I need. I feel like every time I'm in the car in an Uber with a drag queen or in drag myself, it's always the doesn't speak any English looks. Oh, yeah. Conservative as fuck driver. All right, guys. So we do have um, Fudgy live on the air. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello, Fudgy. Hi. So I'm calling in to uh, because Tweeka told me to call in and check on you. Oh, so oh yes. <laughs> I was just about you know, to call I'm you in a couple co- minutes. I'm co-presenting uh, Lady Bunny's Transgester tomorrow and Friday evening over at the Verdi Club, and we wanted to give a couple of tickets away to tomorrow night to oh, uh, that's to not- have like a call in. Um, yeah, we do. Listeners? Absolutely. Um, okay, so we have Verdi on um, the air right now. I'm on Facebook Live as well, so I'm just going to shout out. Um, so we have Verdi on the air, and they are doing... No, Fudgy. Oh, sorry, Verdi. It's at Club Verdi, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Fudgy on the air, and she is uh, co-producing, correct? He, and he is. And he is co-producing... Transgester. Trans, and, and at Club Verdi, and that's tomorrow, or Friday and Saturday night, correct? No, no, it's Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday at night, okay. At 8 p.m. at the Verdi Club. 
and it's star it's Lady Bunny's one woman show. All right, so sorry, we, my dogs are barking in the background. No, right it's now. fine. We love dogs. All right, so Fudgy is on the air telling us that we have two tickets to give away for um, Transgester. It's Lady Bunny's uh, one woman show at Club Verde Thursday and Friday night at eight o'clock. Call in. Um, yeah, the first person that wants them, call in. I do. Do you want to? Do you want them to answer a question, or do you want them to just call in? No, just call in. Oh, and it's for Thursday only. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. Tickets. Yeah, just call okay, in. Okay, great. Thank you so much. First person to call in gets those tickets. It's 415-550-0511. Thank you for calling to check in on us. I know we sometimes are a little um, chatty, immature, and chatty. Well, just, um, just tell Tweeka to. Um, just call either call me back or tell Tweeka to send me the name of the person who wins the ticket. Okay, definitely. I will do. Okay, great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank for you, Fudgy. I hope I see you tomorrow. Oh, you will. It's Friday. Okay, great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, bye. <clears throat> Someone's trying to call in for those tickets. Hold on. Careful. House of Pride Radio. Who's on the air? Girl, freeze it. I want some tickets. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, God. Bridget is going to see Transgester Thursday, tomorrow. Probably. Yes. It, she needs a date, so hit her up. She's going to go see it. So hit her up. Tickets. Um, so it's 8 o'clock. If you guys want to check out the show, it's uh, Lady Bunny. It's a one-woman show. Um bad girls club you better stop it uh, <laughs> um it's a one woman show i'm so excited you won the tickets and you called right back in so um anywho we're gonna take a quick musical break and um how do we, i get the tickets i'm gonna i'm gonna uh we're gonna call fudgy and let her know um and then um she like have my name she'll message you yeah Okay. Love you. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick musical break. If you have anything you want to know, if you want to ask us, we are three drag queens sitting in a studio. Please call in, ask. We're going to take a quick musical break. And I can do it with my mouth.
Welcome back to House of Pride Radio with the fabulous Camille Toe and my ever fabulous co-host, co-host, co-hostess, Miss <laughs> Amora T. And our male co-hostess in the house, Max. Next. All right. All right. Uh, we have Miss Sobel Jones. Oh, Miss Sobel Jones. Oh my God, I won! I won! Oh my God! Oh, did Bridget say she was taking you? We can hear you, don't worry, it's just Camille. It's just me, I keep taking the earphones Hey, Zay, it's been a minute, Sable. I just played two weeks ago. That's a minute, (laughs) girl, shit. (laughs) Gay world, that's the meaning. All right, so what's the conversation? What are we talking about right now? We were just talking about shitty um, transportation and flight and the drama with the Asian guy being kicked out of his seat. Oh, yes. My new fiancé. Yes. Yeah. We'll find him. Honey. I, um... Go ahead, sorry. No, it's just funny how different experiences happen to different people. Um, As far as the guy in the airplane, I think Alexis made a comment about taxi drivers or uber drivers not picking someone up because they're engaged or whatever yeah i I do find that very interesting because those things don't happen to everyone but it sucks it does happen to people i i think for me it's harder too because i dress like a hoe and so when they see me trying to get a cab somewhere they're like no bitch we're not going to take you to the next john or whatever (laughs) yeah i mean but there's all there have been solutions for that so there's a that's very true Homobiles, right? Yes. Everyone knows about homobiles. But yes. they started charging people like a dollar per mile or something like that. It's a dollar a minute, but it's not, it's still donation based. You don't still have to pay okay. that. Yeah, they're a nonprofit, so they can't force you to pay anything. You can still get to your gigs and. Um, I had a problem with them recently. But they're also just one car, isn't it, right now? Like, they don't have no, multiple no. drivers. It's a, it's a few drivers. So but it's hard drivers. because people take them and don't pay them. Oh, yeah, true. Exactly. And they take forever to come to pick you up. Because they have to drop off the other free queens. (laughs) I can't. I don't know. What I wanted to talk about, though, is not really one of the questions you posed already. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit early in the evening. I wanted to talk about the differences in our community as far as our performances go. Like, we have the drag queens who are boys and wigs, right? Yes. Cisgender identified boys, that is. Yes. Then we we have our, not cold queens, so biological women who are performers. Yes. Right? yes. Then we also have our, our ladies who are trans women who are also performers. Yes. Yeah. I just call them queens. Queens, of course. <clears throat> but the issue is I find a lot of misunderstanding happens a lot of the times in, in these situations where we get in these kind of debates out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That just happened on the live feed. It was kind of crazy. Um, and I just wanted to kind of bring some clarity to that and, and why this conversation always happens. You all know I've been around for a long time. I'm an old bitch. But the fact of the matter is, we've had girls performing who are who are trans women for ages. It's nothing new. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting how sensitivity comes into play when we're just having a dialogue, and we can't learn anything from anybody if we start getting angry and you know saying, "Oh, whatever." Nothing. Nobody's educated that way. Wait, Sable, can you kind of like go over what the debate ends up being that you see happen? So the debate is basically inclusion, is what I'm talking about, is what it has all to do with, is people not feeling included in certain circles. Mm. Uh, people reason. saying like, oh, that's not drag, or... Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and, it's all, and it varies all the time, you know? Uh, different shows have different themes, and different venues have different types of performers. 
And I think that's the beauty of what we have in San Francisco. And I don't want people to get lost in, oh, I want to be a part of this, this, or that. Well, this not may be for you in this particular moment. I feel that a lot of people, like, are really just, like, hardcore just looking to label themselves as something, but also, like, consistently saying, I don't like labels. It's it's really weird here like that in San Francisco, I think. I, I think that's exactly right, Camille. I think you hit it right on the head there. It's like, you don't want to be labeled, but you want to be identified as something? Well, that's confusing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a label. Like, and the thing is, is, like, so many people try to be different from everyone else, but, like, you're just being as different as that other person that's being different. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I like feel like people are trying, a lot of people try a little too hard to try to like fit into sit in with to, just like yeah, be, be you, be yourself. Do your drag. Do what you want to do. Your life is your life. And because I, I have always said this about myself, it ain't one motherfucker in this place that will pay my bills and can afford to pay my bills. So... Right. I want to disagree with you respectfully on that. I don't think people are trying to be anyone else. They just want to be understood for who they fully realize themselves to be, which are, which are two different things. I don't, I don't necessarily that as, I think they're trying to be someone else. I'd say they're trying to be different. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. But like, it, it, it's like, and not be labeled, but you're just putting yourself in that category where like everyone's doing the same thing. They're trying to be different. Like you're not hmm. trying to be yeah. yourself truly. You're just trying to be unique and stand out just because you're trying to also be that same person that is trying to be unique and stand out. Well, but you're not well, really that's, doing the, it that's the hope anyway, especially in a, a small town like, like San Francisco. You need to be exactly yourself. You have yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, you're going to start running into no one's going to be booking you when you show up because you're trying to be the next person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, well and I think... Like, Oh, I don't mean to cut you off, Sable. Um, I just wanted to say something really quick, but just I think that the performance aspect adds something to it, too, because it's one thing in drag, obviously, like you see so many different expressions of drag. But as far as for what performances go over well and like get the crowd riled up, like that kind of narrows down the spectrum. And to be honest, sometimes what goes best, especially with like a non drag crowd, if it's just like regular gays out there, they kind of want the same old thing a lot of the time. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. So- it's like. I don't, even on my shows on Sunday, like, Twika has so much of my music. Like, I won't choose my songs until I get there because I just, I'm like, I know I'm not really probably going to do anything new. If I do something new, I'll send her some new music or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I'll wait to see what the crowd's going to be like because a lot of people do just want to see high-energy dance numbers. Yeah. When it's older, a lot of those queens like the older Whitney ballads and, like, mm. you know, Aretha ballads and that kind of stuff, so. Why That's are you trying to read me right now? That's yeah. so- oh. <laughs> You know everybody loves a good old church number, Sable. Yeah, it's your friend. And you know what? You know what's funny about that comment is that you know what I do that, but I'm saying my own lane. I'm not being anybody else but Sable. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a million yeah. queens that perform a lot that could not do a church number and go yeah. up on it at I'm all. I'm not dead on nobody's floor. <laughs> I can't um, do a church number. Maybe along the Adams with just a big dress <laughs> well, and some emotions. You know what? Well, what we were talking about just a few seconds ago, I thought was really cool. How I think it was Max who said this. The fact of the matter is, it has your tips that you pull in for a, a, a number or a show is directly proportionate to the talent you're bringing to the audience. That doesn't matter if you're a boy queen, if you're a trans girl, if you're a drag king. If you are entertaining the audience, they'll, they, they'll tip you, and then you'll be booked again. If that's not happening, it's time to reassess. It's time to reassess, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I, and you know what's funny? It's like, a lot of people give me guff for not just putting a bunch of new random queens in shows all the time, but it's like, mm-hmm. I want 
people that I know, for one, are going to have people coming to see them, that I know are going to give a good show, and that I know are also going to make money for themselves and the venue, you know? I mean, you got you got new queens like Melissa, who's basically tearing up. Who is slaying. Yeah. yeah. No one knew who she was before she started these pageants that she did, but you know what? She did, she worked hard. She entertains her audience. And people want to see her again and again, and that's the idea of what drag is. That is No matter true. what your general identity is. Yeah. We're, talking about, we're just talking about entertainment at this point. It's true, and we see it on, like, this season. Um, what is her? Valentina? Yeah. Like, people right. are doing side-by-sides of her and Raven, and, like, girl, the judges see it, and they don't give a fuck. They love her, even if she right. does her face exactly like Raven. The way she presents herself. Because it's the package. Yeah. yeah, she's just a p- entertainer. Who's your favorite wow. drag race queen right now? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm an old bitch. I love Peppermint. Because um, she reminds me of a lot of the drag upbringing that I have. I do like yes. Peppermint a lot. I just feel like... She's really sweet. I feel like she's not... She's like old school doing no, new yeah. school new instead school. of just it's being the, new it's school. It's the same thing as Sable Jones not being booked every single weekend at Balance Squad, but I'll come every once in a while. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> drop the bomb, girl. Drop the bomb. No, no, no. no. Hear me out. Cause I understand what it is. See, in the world of entertainment, we have to stay current. We have to stay fresh, blah, blah, blah. And say we're doing a gospel number every Sunday, we'll get old real fast. I don't think so. It's as, Sunday. As as it's, it's God's but, Sunday. It's God's but, Sunday, girl. Just switch the well, song. Don't forget, though. <laughs> Easter Sunday, that bitch is booked like hell. It's all right. Praise God. Right. Right. <laughs> no. um, but no, I think what's important about Peppermint and where she comes from, in New York City, she's extremely popular and has like shows all week long. But that's not what Drag Race is about anymore. Mm-mm. No. It's about that girl who comes from obscurity like Jinx Monsoon from that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And set the world on fire with her quirkiness and all these weird things we've never even seen before. Yeah. So that's, they're looking for that. They're not looking for, oh, she reminds me of an old pageant queen that I used to know. That's not what the show is about anymore. Yeah, and or like some pretty queen. Yeah. like Pheromone, go home soon, I think. Because she just gonna be resting on pretty. I don't think she I'm has. Sure, I'm almost else. positive she's going home in the next. Yeah, episode. that last challenge I saw was like, wow, painful. Girl. But <laughs> we all have but our sticks, have, you know. Yeah, but then you got Valentina who's gonna be as she grows and learns, being a drag ten months. She's gonna be unstoppable. I loved what she said. Sorry to cut you off, but I love what she said when she says that every time that I come out here and do a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) That too. But no, that she tries to up her game every single time. And I feel the same way whenever I do a show, whether it's the next day or the next weekend, I'm always trying to up my game, whether it's my face or giving my energy differently to the audience or whatnot. But if I may say, I'm more like, I've talked to BB Sweetwire and some of the girls around who have been around longer like that. You, you are doing that consistently. You definitely mm-hmm. improve. Thank you. you. You listen to what people are telling you, you process it, and you just do it. And I think that's a lot to be said about you make your own shit, your makeup is improving week after week after week. Thank you. And you stay booked. Let's most small town. Boom, bitch. Right? <laughs> In this small town, girl, if you're not booked, no one gives a fuck. Thank you so much, Sable. You just dropped a big old bomb on me. That's beautiful. Well, I <laughs> you can make as many posts on Facebook as you want to, but if I'm not feeling somebody's show, I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> I cannot with you right now. Praise his name. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I don't have the Jesus chant on sound effect this ready to go, but... I have but that's, like that. I but, do you know, wanna... that's the name of the game. I think that's the name of the game. People like Mercedes Monroe has figured that out a long time ago. The name of the game is staying current, staying relevant. No matter how you do it, that's what you got to do, especially in a small town like this. I try to stay relevant for sure, 
Um, but I think that just my personality keeps me relevant and just being super <laughs> ghetto and not really giving a fuck and like just letting everybody know that I really truly don't give any fucks. Well, you remember? You remember a few weeks? I'm just throwing some tea right now. Whatever. You remember how it was like? Oh, the rash edition. But you know what? The rash edition made the most money. It's true. The crowds were living. They were upstairs. I mean, only it was it, only at my show has it ever rained. Like literally rained money. I think yeah. I made like that was that first new talent show I ever did. I think I made like four almost five hundred bucks in tips. Yes. In like ones and fives. What was this? The first, <laughs> the very first new talent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like over a I year mean, ago. I mean, you all, you all, Camille knows this as well. Back in the day, in my day, you would show up to a bar for a gig. You wouldn't get paid a booking fee. Mm. The money, money you went home with depending on what you did on that stage, and that was it. Mm. They gave you two drink tickets and said, here's your station. Have a great show. Damn. And, and, I, and I feel like it's so weird how I see these brand new queens expect or asking how much I'm going to get paid for this show. But it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's like but that no, sometimes. But, but, but that's what you got to do. You got to show these bar owners that you're worthy to keep your talent there. You have good people you can bring in for a great show, and that just increases their revenue. That's a business one-on-one, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But well, that and- brings back to the, the point about the whole drag race and where we are with who might win and who might take it as far as who can keep RuPaul's brand going. I think Valentina's going to win. It, I think if she does... It's not top three. I hope so. But represent for the I Latinas, think, please, I Valentina. just think that if she really... and I, I think she's still a little naive. Uh-huh. And I don't think she realizes what it's really going to take. And I think once she grasps that... She's gonna be like Violet Chachki. She's gonna be unstoppable because Violet Chachki came into the race and right from the beginning, I was like, she's gonna win if she fucking Spartans up. Yeah. And I don't think I can ever predict anything, but I just like, what you remember? She had that like switch one episode and like broke down and then like realized that it's not about being fucking pretty. It's about like really yeah. bringing it. And I really think that Valentina's gonna up the game and show some shit that we oh, have just yeah. not seen on Drag Race before. See, I don't know. I can say that yet. There's too many girls still left. Because you got girls like Miss Trinity, who is tired, right? Man. But you got girls like um, Eureka, who might surprise us too. Oh, I think she's gonna be in the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eureka's yeah. a fierce queen. But as it's, far- a, it's a fun because I remember when I was watching the previews for this season, I was like, oh lord, they all look the same. I'm bored. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But now you kind of see like the personalities come out and what they can actually bring to a challenge and all those things. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of things change. Like, Nina Molina Brown is wonderful and conceptual, but I don't think she'll last long in the race. I hope she makes at least top five, because I think she, that Georgia Peach bitch, when Girl, I saw that camera, her I... Her creative, like, oh, integrity paper. is so Have y'all strong. seen her YouTube channel? She's hilarious, though. Oh, no, she is, I haven't. Oh, I, I don't follow her on Facebook, though. Sean Diddy and, Combs, her Sean Diddy Combs makeup. To, oh, my <laughs> God, I died. Girl, she's a fool. But, but she, no, I don't know. she knows it's how to play a character and how to do makeup so well. At this point, I'm surprised it's been on this long. Hmm. <laughs> Who? Who? I'm surprised the show's been on this long. I'm just, you oh, the show. Oh, for. bro, this show ain't going nowhere, bitch, because uh, this? she just won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And she's on VH1. Girl, they finna play this show out, bitch. We're gonna be watching <laughs> reruns of this on VH1 and fucking... Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, this might be a little less relevant to the drag community because it is, you know, like, it's all these queens that are famous on Instagram, you know, like the... 
I'm you know, just gonna go ahead and say I don't like Aja. Her face looked ugly. It is not just her skin. Her skin could be crystal fucking clear, and her makeup would not have looked yeah, good yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like I cannot do makeup that well, but that did not look good compared to her competitors. So it's very funny that there are. It seems like contestants that are just kind of like famous on the internet. So That's as a drag queen, okay. that seems yeah. irrelevant. But I think to a lot of America, that. Is, is perfectly relevant. relevant and they don't it's have really any funny to that compare. you say that but like to me as a drag queen I want to get popular with the with not just my gay community but the people that are going to be making me money which is the straight community uh-huh. and period that's you know that's why those queens when they come to town like this and they get paid all this money and people want to bitch about it but they are a complete fully realized brand yep. mm-hmm. yeah they have a whole network with their name on it and even the ones that do badly on the show, then they just, all they have to do is have a glow up after the show and then, like, their name is out there and if, you know, like, oh, the, I'm not mad. All the followers, all the hashtags, everything goes up into the sky and social Asha media. Asha is, like, on the road. She's going to have professional makeup artists you can teach her tricks to the trade. Right, exactly. Exactly. She's going to work with Matthew Anderson, RuPaul's, RuPaul's makeup artist. Girl, that's Lisa for worries. This show was from over a year ago. Hey, Matt, seriously, you just brought me back to reality. Girl, <laughs> Girl summertime, you going to go all the info. Right. <laughs> but you know what? That's another thing, though. RuPaul having this show, all the viewing parties and oh, yeah. the all-stars viewing parties that she's, you know, creating for local queens to have these shows for other queens to get exactly. out there and perform and anytime, advertise themselves. Anytime Aju has a um, drag race girl at, at Big Top or whatever, and they and you, she booked a local queen alongside them, you know you're going to get coin from that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually made I'm pretty not, good money last time I did that show with Tatiana. Yeah. I, I'm not one ever to knock a drag race girl being in town because you realize... It's going to bring more interest to drag again because people don't fuck a drag queen like that all the time anyway. Yeah. Girl, yeah, even yeah. on even on Drag Fridays when we're out there, Drag Fridays, like, I have met so many more new people, you know, than I would ever have imagined. And people saying, oh, yeah, I saw you last week. Girl, you did. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, shout out and to And are you them. doing Gigante as well now? No, that was that was for the night. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just asking. I'm a raving reporter right now. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch me at Oasis on Saturday for a Beyonce tribute night. Come on, plug. Okay. All right, Sable. We are about to get off the air. We love you. Thank you for calling in and jabbing with us. Uh-huh. Um, I'll see you all out this weekend. I've got a lot of stuff to do for Easter Sunday. And on Saturday, I'll definitely be at Alexis the party. I hope you can make it to me. I'll sure love it. Oh, I'm going to come for sure. Yay. All right. Love you. Good night, everybody. Love Bye. You. Bye, Bye, Sable. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, all right. Sable? Sable? She been hung up there. Just all turn right. the phone down. Um, <laughs> So I just wanted to plug a couple of things. Um, I do have Fem Brunch on the 23rd. Come out. It's my birthday show. It's going to be quite sickening. There'll be a lot of that. Um, and I'm going to send you that sound effects week. Right. <laughs> and then um, we have um, Gigante on Sunday for me as well. That's going to be a turn up. It's going to be all the way turned up. April, so. 23rd, April 23rd, Gigante Sunday from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Turn up with Camille Toe and the homies. Um, I'll also be, I don't know, I think I might have a little house 
thing or I don't know. Oh my god, I, I almost forgot. I will be, <laughs> Her address is. <laughs> I will be having a little birthday shindig at Swagger on Friday, oh, April 21st. Ooh. Really? Yes, they're yes. roping off an area for me and my friends. Yes. <laughs> Which stall in the bathroom? Okay. <laughs> so, come out, party with me. I will be off all fucking weekend next weekend. Actually, not all weekend. I'm off okay, Wednesday, I'm Thursday. I'm coming to that Friday thing. Then. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and Friday, and I'm off Sunday, and it's just going to be a really shit show of a time. So come join in. It's going to be a great time. Any last words, Max? Check, please, taste, and sip May 23rd. Yes! Oh, I can't wait for that. We are going to yes. roll out at Check, please, taste, a, and sip at the Design it's Center. May 23rd? What's it's May 23rd. You can check online for tickets, but essentially it's a food and wine festival oh. that's yeah. going to be Last year so they much had fun. 75 wineries and I think 200 restaurants, and you just walk around four floors of the Design Center trying food and drinking oh, wine. Oh, I've been to something like that I th- before. I love I those think things. they're doing it a little different, so it's less restaurants, but like a little bit more food from each one. Oh, okay. So That's cute. I don't care. But it's still hella like 50 restaurants and 25 The tickets I think are $30 regular and then $75 VIP. VIP I think Oh girl, no, it's more expensive than that. Oh. That was last year's price. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I thought that's what it said on the link. Oh, 125 (laughs) Yeah, VIP is like 125 125 I think. Um, But that means you get to get in early and go and try everything so you don't have to wait in line. So, um, yeah. Check that out. Uh, Mr. Mortis, do you have anything to say? Oh, no, not just uh, Beyonce Tribute Night Oasis this Saturday. The oh, yeah. show starts at 11.30 p.m. And if you're in Sacramento, you can catch me at Sidetracks at 8 p.m. Hosted by Malay Balenciaga. And then Beyonceaga, uh, pretty much. And she's also hosting Oasis, actually, for oh, Beyonce yeah. Night. Yeah. Ooh, what a very, suiting host. Very appropriate. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Um, and then also after Sidetracks in Sacramento on Sunday night, I will be at Faces Across the Street with Helen Heels for one hell of an Easter show. Yes. Um, all right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening in, listening on Facebook Live. We love you guys so much, and we appreciate you tuning in. Um, and we had such a great conversation today, I think. Um, anyways, remember, I always say love, peace, and chicken grease. Bye, guys. and it's like
I, I gave him all the information they asked for. I followed up with them all the time. I should, that, should, that deal should just close. Right. I deserve it. I put in all the work. Yes. It's like, well, you missed some point. You're not listening to them. You're not engaged. Yeah. All right. And then the last one must be seen as. So that's people that feel like... Um, but they, the sales they, rep that talk forever because they right. know everything. Right. Yeah. They got to be the expert. Which is and, a habit of mine. Bad habit of mine, too. Yes. And, but you're getting better. Because uh, I, I freely acknowledge it. You have to yeah. freely. You have to. You have to see what your triggers are. Right. Um, I. Wh- which box do you think I'm most in when I go when I go to a box? Well, and the other thing I should say about these is, in any one day, hour, <laughs> week uh-huh. interaction, you can fly through all four boxes. Oh, yeah, you always do. Not always. Sometimes I'm stuck in one box, depending on yes. the situation and who I'm talking to and what it is, personal, per professional, whatever. Right. But you can fly through all four boxes in an, in, a, in an engagement with another person, whether it's business or personal. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Like, you can flip to, from one to another. But what would you say is my, the box that I'm most often in? Be honest. Well, the, and the box you're coming I'm engaging. Out- Yes, I think the box you're coming out of is it's it's never you know uh, what's the what's the box? Your? Yeah, it's never gonna you know I'm never It'll gonna never work. Yeah, my it's yep. Never, I've it's been in that box for a while. I've yes. been in box. I've but been in that coming, box for a while. You're coming out, and I am. I think. So that's where I, I've seen you the last. Uh, and, and if you don't acknowledge, that's the other thing. You've got to see the box. For yeah, what it is. you can't get out of it if you don't recognize no. it. And, and and it's overly simplistic to think that we're only one. Yes, we tend to be more of one or the other. Correct. But we're all of it. Right. Uh, so for me, sometimes what the the two that that I that I that go together for me. Sorry, I was trying to find a fancier word for that than go together, but I couldn't articulate it. Um, Is the worst then. So it's never, it'll never work. And the must be seen as, which is, and I don't want you to know that I'm failing. Yes. So it'll never work, but you need to, you need to like me and want me and think I'm great anyway. Yes. And those are kind of messed up when they work together. Yes. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yes. And you're, 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 then you set yourself up for failure. Right. You know, why did they pick my product? Why and I think they, that yeah. better than and I deserve also go together. Yes. Which is, I am fabulous and I deserve this because I, yeah. because of who I am. Yeah. Right? Not that I did any hard work, not that I engaged, not that I did any, whatever. Um, so, okay. And then, so, uh, so kind of to wrap up the conversation here, um, because Sean from Buckhouse Square is here and we yes. got these coming in next, but just uh, to wrap yes. up the, the, so the, the other thing that I saw, and I'm going to post a copy of this little article from Agilitrix. I don't know. It's like a blog posting about this and talks about the boxes uh-huh. and he makes an interesting connection. And I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to have next month. So the fourth Tuesday of May, which I don't have my calendar right now. I'll look at it before we're done here. Um, I want to look at Brene Brown and I want to look at vulnerability and shame because this blog post, the reason why this blog post jumped out at me when I was looking at stuff online today is because he linked those four boxes with her um, research and work on shame. And shame is basically the feeling that people are unworthy of love and belonging. Right. And that fits into all four boxes. Yes, it is the it is the the yes. the core of of the of why people wind up in those boxes. Alex, Ed, 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. Yo, that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors alta california botanicals destiny's mom what a tomato produce company the law offices of john p strauss the third asiento frufruhot.com jankytown.org brooke heineken pervert fervor and trina roderick Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. 
What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.